This podcast is for adults only. If you're under 18, please visit scarleteen.com for more information about sex education. Advertisement, huh? Well, because if someone's already hearing this, they've already done. Or, unless, then again, maybe it's one of those situations where maybe some young kids will be driving down the street with this song cranked, <laughs> with you know, with the bass going. Doo, doo, doo. So maybe it will work. <laughs> well, I'm just making up these lyrics off the top of my no, head. Fine. I mean, you're gonna give me, you're gonna throw me a bone that's here, that's you true. know? Good point. Good point. That's a cast. Oh, I love you. Awesome theme. Last episode, it was Lady Lubyanka, now Meg, and she's actually featured on one of the previous episodes. You can download the episode titled 10987. She's so she's so good. She's such a good friend, and I'm I'm grateful for her her talents. That's the last of the Massacast theme songs that people have submitted. Feel free to submit your own. It doesn't even have to be good like the last two. You could make a really bad one. By all means, I'll I'll put it up. Massacast at gmail.com if you'd like to to send me yours so what's up um thank you again for downloading another episode uh this past month i actually put the donate now button back up a friend of mine convinced me to put it up and so i did and wouldn't you know i got five dollars uh that's great thank you so much for for doing that uh speaking of cash i've been thinking of finding an advertiser but i'm not sure how that would work part of me doesn't want to do it and part of me is like yeah why not how would you feel about if i found uh you know a Someone who wanted to advertise uh, to help cover the costs, you know, 30-second commercial, 60-second commercial, would you be against that? I don't know who would advertise. Valvoline or, you know, Kraft macaroni and cheese. I don't Someone might. How would you feel about that? You know, send me your feedback, massacast at gmail.com. So, this week, talking to Mistress Alex, who's uh, got an awesome blog uh, called Whether You Like It or Not. You can see uh, a link to that by going to massacast.com, and I highly recommend you read her blog from start to finish. As always, I started out by asking for a little kinky bio information. I was really lucky to have a large circle of friends in San Francisco when I lived there. Uh, I've been here for six years, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been an explorer, so I just um, kind of gathered these friends little by little uh, in San Francisco living there, and we just always, we kind of had a lot of parties together and um, went exploring together. And um, some of my first experiences in kink, I mean, my first kinky experiences weren't BDSM experiences. They were public sex experiences, play parties, like more like orgies and stuff like that, stuff that everybody does in their early 20s, right? Well... Not everybody. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. We didn't have that. I'm so I'm kicking myself. I'm like, why couldn't I have that time? Do you need help with that? I'm yeah. I'm still looking to go to sex parties. No, I mean the kicking yourself. Oh yes, by all means. 
Um, wow. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, all right. I'm just kind of taken aback by that. But, okay. Why? No, no. I mean, I mean, not, it's out of jealousy, not of, I, you know, I moved to New York specifically for that experience and trying to find that experience. And uh, you just kind of fell into it. Well, I suppose it, it, well it depends. Like, I don't know, because I've always been an exhibitionist. I've always liked dressing up, playing dress up. And so fetish wear just goes not along naturally with that. Um, and not even fetish wear, but costumes. So me and my friends in San Francisco are really a bunch of dorks. You know, we just love getting dressed up really stupidly strangely bizarrely hopefully usually sexy but not always sometimes it's got nothing to do with that and but a lot of the times you know we would put on sexy clothes or fetishy clothes and go out to a party together or have house parties or whatever and so we just kind of all explored to get i mean obviously this wasn't just an instant thing it was sort of this friend and that friend through there created this network and I still consider them my family. I just saw them not too long ago, mm-hmm. California. So, um, so those were some early experiences in um, sort of kinky stuff. And then as far as BDSM, you know, we we did go to a party. We went to um, uh, my mind goes blank uh, from time to time at the Power Exchange in oh. San Francisco. Um, and that was the first time that I ever flogged someone in public. And I just remember the adrenaline rush and just, you know, I loved people watching me and I loved the contact with the guy that I had just met. Actually, my friend won him in an auction, a slave auction, and we were using him as an ottoman. I mean, it wasn't even like something that we had to figure out or think about or talk about. It just kind of, maybe it was, it was among our first experiences in the scene but it just kind of seemed obvious like (laughs) here's a slave okay put my feet up you know or you know or now you know it's time to you know beat him in public it was just really fun like it wasn't it just seemed normal in a way i guess it's you know in the environment in context it was very normal and it was it was really fun and exciting had you thought before that instance of flogging the guy did you have any fantasies or daydreams about doing that stuff beforehand? Or was it just something that, you know, went in Rome? No, I mean, well, I, you know, I can, I, I actually blogged about this. Um, there's somewhere buried in my blog is a thing called Having a Clue. And it was about some real early experiences in childhood. I was, I was a little violent when I was a little girl in elementary school. I used to punch people in the stomach. It was... You know, a lot of kids do that. A lot of kids like to, you know, pinch you, like, you know. But I I guess, I don't know if it was based on me having a crush on someone or I just wanted to interact with them. And to me, it was sort of an affectionate thing. It wasn't anyone I had animosity towards. Right. I would, you know, punch them in the stomach and they it would hurt. And then, so eventually, you know, I, I got, I was told not to do that. And I realized, oh, well, people don't like that. I won't do that. Um, and I used to do role-playing stuff. You know, we all used to do role-playing stuff sure. in, in elementary school, but I used to pretend to be the tough bodyguard, bodyguard for one of my female friends. Right. Um, the protector and, and also the person who, yeah, who has an excuse to punch like, people. Yeah, but I wasn't like, you know, I, it's not like I was this bruiser. I was, you know, a tiny blonde girl, but I was like, I loved the bravado of it. Um, so there was stuff like that, you know, that I'm sure in hindsight we relate to lifestyle or scene or whatever but not until way hindsight I think you know what I mean like yeah. I don't 
So, um, and then I also remembered the time when I when I accidentally choked someone with his own belt. I was it was after brunch, and I ran into my neighbor, still in San Francisco, um, from down the block, and this real kind of beefy guy, kind of real jock, uh, frat boy type. And there's nothing wrong with that, but just not particularly my type, you know. I, I think like, there's everything wrong with that, but that's just okay, me. Okay, so I, you know, I like to <laughs> agreed, but I, you know, everyone has their place, and course, maybe it's not next course. to me, but it's you know, right, at that right. moment. Perhaps, you know, we had both come from brunch and perhaps, you know, there were there were mimosas involved, uh, not together, but with our respective friends. And we were both happened to meet on the block. We were, you know, in the next building over. So being tipsy, I'm like, yeah, you know, let me come over. We'll hang out. We started making out. Totally unlikely of me to make out with this guy because I always just kind of ignored him as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And somehow I ended up um, straddling him and I had... I had taken, and I don't, neither of us remembered, like, we're sure how we got to that point, but I had his belt over his neck, and I was holding it on either side of his neck on the mattress, like, pulling it down over his neck, and it was tied across his neck, and I had my hands on either side, pulling it down on the, on the, and eventually he said, that's too much. Like, I remember him (laughs) saying that, and that kind of was like, the click, oh, it was kind of like waking up going, why am I even doing that? And... We both kind of stopped making out and kind of, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go. <laughs> like, all right, cool. You know, <laughs> like, it was, you know, we didn't talk about it. I just left and, you know, that, so that was kind of really funny. So when you, when you thought back about it, I mean, it just felt natural to do that at the time or? Yeah, it was, we were, you know, it just came from somewhere and I don't know where it came from. Do you it feel comfortable just... if I listen to this part of the conversation over and over and over? <laughs> Is that okay? Of course. Okay, cool. You did mention uh, having a personal slave, and I, I believe your FetLife profile says you own someone. Did I misread that? Mm-hmm. Am I, yeah. Could you tell me about that? I've had him for not quite two years. How did you meet? Um, I, I found him on Call or Me, and it was right after I signed up and... I was looking for something very specific. It's like when you go shopping online, uh, you're looking for something and you're shopping online because you don't have time to go to the store and you know exactly what you want and it's easy to go online and put in your search terms and then up pops you know things that you want and then you say buy now and then you click it and you buy it and it's yours. And so that's basically what happened. And so I had signed up on Call Me because I had a really specific idea in mind of what I wanted and you know, it was within a week or two you know, uh, popped um, the boy, Mm -hmm. and um, actually only two of them popped up, and the other one was a little bit older, not that that was bad, you know, because they're both really young and Mm -hmm. um, very cute, but the other one had a little more experience, and also I think the other one was pretty lax about getting back to me, (laughs) so it was kind of like not so many things in his favor, and a lot of things in in my boy's favor, so. What, uh, just kind of worked out, clicked right away. So, so what, was, what were the things you were looking for? I was looking for someone petite and effeminate and fluid gender-wise and very open um, to exploring, someone very smart. Um, yeah, basically that stuff. I mean, 
And then we had other things in common, you know, play things like, well, he, he sort of had, he knew what he would like, but didn't have a lot of experience in it. But he's always known, it's been amazing to me because he's, he's so young, but he's always known what, you know, he would like or does like. And um, he was right, and he, he sort of had to grow into some things. Um, okay, you smiled there. <laughs> like what? Well, you know, for example, one of the things we have in common is um, enjoying is is anal play. And he had never tried it before, but he always knew that he would like that. And it's something that I've always been just really good at and always really enjoyed. Um, you know. i got to make a note here, but I, I, <laughs> no, just for questions that I have to come back to. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that's, that's something, you know, certain things involve more training than other things. And especially... You know, it's just you have to kind of slowly work up to, um, it, it, you know, I'm talking about size. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, when you say size, there's, there seems to be a thing of how big can you put inside, how, how big of an object can you put inside someone? I'm spreading my arms really wide. That's really good. That, I don't mean <laughs> that big. I was like, why is this a thing? Well... It's obviously different for everyone, but some people just, you know, you you get accustomed to a certain size and so you push yourself farther and farther and eventually you get there. Right. Um, and you, you get to maximum capacity eventually. I think it's physiological. You know, some people are just bigger, you know. They're, if you, I'm sure it takes a really, really big guy to take that huge, because I'm sure someone can take it. But... I have a friend um, who loves really big toys, and I've seen him, you know, he's, he's performed for me, and I've watched him, you know, squat on a huge fucking, like, just incredible, you know, way bigger than, I've, you know, like, probably two fists, you know, the size of, like, bigger than that, probably, because mine are, my, I have a little wrist, but, um, and he's not a huge big guy, you know. He's right. kind of a he's probably like somewhere around your size. It's amazing, but you know, and I asked him about it, and he's like, you know, it took a really long time. And he's just it's his thing, and it's right. his one thing. And everybody's not like that though, you know. Some people love getting fucked in the ass and they, you know, they don't have to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, it's just... Yeah. And some people like different sizes at different times, you know. Um, it's, it feels different or you're in a different mood or, you know, sometimes it's really rough sex and other times it's, it's, it's you know, it's lovemaking. <laughs> but that's something I... <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I just had images that pop in my And I just want to throw out the disclaimer that this, um, we're clearly talking about my personal life now. Yes. We're not talking. Oh, yes, just, of, course, of course. I like to throw that out. Right, you know, yes. Because I do love it, but it's, you know, I have certain boundaries. Right, so. right. Now, uh, but you said this is something that you had to, uh, you had to sort of train him to do. Yeah, um, he had had very little experience, um, but was very, very much wanting to explore... And so we did that. Um, we started out with one finger and then two fingers, tiny dildos, bigger, bigger, bigger one, and yeah, worked up. And and uh, just a few months ago, I fisted him. 
And how how was that? It was incredible. I was so excited, and I think he was excited too, um, because it didn't the experience didn't last very long because he had to uh, come or something. <laughs> but um, it was so something exciting like- for me because um, I visited other people before. But it, it was different with him because of our history and because of going through the whole uh, learning curve and with each other and like him being able to get to that point and having tried it before but not quite able to. And so it was, it was a very kind of a sentimental thing um, and int- you know, very intimate that way. But also physically, it just felt you know, so amazing to, to be inside of it and then to feel him come with my hand and my wrist in there. And I was just so excited and had so much adrenaline. And right after I texted like my, you know, three or four people like, oh my God, (laughs) that's really for the first time. That's like the sweetest pervy thing I've ever heard. I think, you know, that's really really, sweet. Yeah. Can we talk about your dick? You've written about it many times on, on your blog. Yeah, you have. I mean, we were talking it about. Just, I guess it just slips out. You know, I didn't I guess, even realize I was. I guess when you writing just, about it. Maybe oh, it's all it in my head. Out. Maybe it's in my head. So when I my read it, my dick is in your head. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it's not. It's, no, it's right. You'd be mumbling. <laughs> First off, when you say you're a dick, that takes on a whole new connotation from just saying, "Oh, I was wearing a strap on" or whatever. My silicone dildo. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's definitely uh, a lot of things that that says that has an aspect of control and power and... Could you just talk about your dick for a little bit and do it slowly, please? (laughs) No, go ahead. My cock. You talk about your cock. Um, cock talk. Well, I'll just tell you right now about my two... My two... Because I have two right now that I wear most frequently. and that I've worn at a couple of different parties, one here and one in Vegas, you know, out at a party. Mm-hmm. I normally don't wear my dick out. Although I did wear one out. One of them broke right off in his hand one time. But um, that was because, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was getting too small anyway. So um, I, anyways, the, the one I wear, I've worn out a couple of times. It's, it's black. It's really beautiful. It's not, it's not really the, the veiny kind, like the real, you know... The, the kind that looks really real, but it kind of, uh, it's it's very long, and it's very much wider at the base, and it's very smooth, and it's just black and subtly shiny, and I shined it one time, but that's bad. You don't really want to shine it, because it's chemicals, and if you have someone sucking it, like, I only have one person that I ever use it on, so I don't have to luckily use a condom, which is nice, so you don't want to put chemicals on that, because that's like, you know, toxic for whoever's got it in their mouth or wherever. Um, it's really lovely though, and I, you know, aesthetically, I really enjoy it, and I like the way it feels. You know, I like the weight of it, because if I'm gonna wear one, especially in public or for someone else to see, more than one person, I don't do it that often. But I, but I want aesthetically. You know, the aesthetics are very important to me. Yeah, I'm somewhat superficial in, in that way, but I'm into it. You know, I'm into right. things that uh, please me aesthetically, and um, so I like and. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. And then I have a larger one that is for the, the really rough sex days, you know. It, it's, it's just really, it's really uh, intimidating. To, it's, it's got veins and stuff, and it's really, it's, it's literally, it's about this big around. It's about, uh, what, four inches? It's like a baseball or something? It's like about the size four of a baseball. Four and a half. I, I measured right. it before. I think it was like four and a half 
around something like that. And it's, you know, it's about eight and a half or so long. It's really heavy. And the thing about that one is, is like with the, the slightly smaller one, which is still, I think, eight inches long, but it's much more tapered at the end, so it's not as big. It's not nearly as big. But uh, with that one, it's not as heavy. And with that one and smaller ones, the, wear, the way that I wear it with the harness, you know, it go, the base of it goes right over my clit. And when I'm fucking my boy, I can come, you know, because it's rubbing against, you know, I, I've learned how to make myself come while I'm fucking him. With the larger one, it's, it's a little unwieldy and it's a little too heavy and I have to like concentrate on the fucking and like, it's more about, you know, you know what, you, this is what you're taking today and you're gonna feel it. And you know, this might happen, that might happen. It's, it's about, it's about, this is a, a serious fucking going on. And you know, maybe I'm gonna smack you. Maybe I'm gonna shove my foot in your mouth while I'm fucking you. Maybe I'm gonna choke you and with one hand and, and pinch a nipple off with the other hand. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's about some serious fucking um, and I'll get off after, you know, because in that case, usually I have him, you know, lick my pussy after, because it's like, I get really fired up. I get kind of, I don't know if it's the testosterone, maybe, I don't know, from the size of it and the weight of it. But it's something about all of that. It's just hard. It's too unwieldy to get it to, like, allow me to kind of get off while I'm using it, which is unfortunate because it's really fun to have an orgasm while you're fucking someone, obviously, you know. This is quite possibly the hottest conversation <laughs> I've ever had in my entire life. Let me just say that right now. I, I swear don't think to it's it. a conversation. I think it's me talking. I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> I have no follow-up questions to that. I think we just need a moment of silence or something like that while I think of something else. Um, I'm going to silence for my cock. What were things on your list when you were looking for someone that uh, you really wanted to... Uh, I know you've you've blogged about rope or about bondage before. You was one of the things. Yeah, that I'm not so much into bondage, except that as a means to control someone and to make them feel restrained. And I like to do quick and and tight bondage. Um, I think that the intricate stuff is really beautiful, but I find it more of a calm, you know, sort of a, something I would watch as a performance, but not something I would get excited about mm -hmm. in session. But I love, you know, kind of the quick and dirty, like, get someone down, tie them up, you know, get them, like, however. I, you know, the, my favorite things are, well, you know, when I was looking for a personal relationship, I really wanted someone who was um, flexible gender-wise, someone I could dress up, you know, in, uh, in heels and panties and, you know, cross-dressing, stuff like that. Um, because I, you know, I've... I've gone sort of back and forth, you know, in date, my dating world. I've dated, you know, men and women, and um, it's oftentimes been one or the other, but sometimes it's been either or, or both or something. But um, but I, I like the idea of someone being kind of fluid and flexible in that mindset. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I was interested in. And... Um, just someone, you know, the, someone really submissive who is willing to go wherever that took them, you know. And um, nothing really more specific than that. I, I just naturally gravitate towards kind of choking and breath control 
and face slapping and and nipple play because these are all things that gets me in someone's face because I'm really into reaction and getting close to someone's face and and experiencing that reaction from uh, you know up close um, seeing the change in their eyes and then their skin you know maybe the moisture in their skin or you know all that um, their breath, you know, how the heart rate, you know, feeling it in their throat or whatever. Do you consider yourself a sadist? I do, um, but it, but it's when I cross the line, and you know, and someone is not enjoying it anymore, then I'm not either. It's really, and I, and I have done that a lot. Um, sometimes I do get a little overly excited with with discipline, um, with you know, with my with my boy, because he's, in some ways, he goes above and beyond, and then other ways, it's, it's a little slower, and he's he's not been so much into pain as much, and he's learned to like a lot of it, and so that's been a slower thing, and sometimes I'll get a little overzealous in terms of that. But yeah, I definitely do. In fact, I wrote a, I've written stories about. Um, about playing with people with a single tail and, and you know, it's, it's I, you know, the adrenaline rush and the connection you get with someone and the feeling of, you know, the welts on their skin and watching the color change and just all these different kind, the different levels of interaction you have with someone um, when playing in that way. There are, there seems to be two kinds of masochists. You have the, the kinds of masochists that are, uh, they get physically turned on and can orgasm from pain. Mm-hmm. And then you have the kind of masochist that just likes taking pain for someone else. They don't necessarily like pain particularly. Well, that's more of a submissive, you know, that has learned uh, that pain is a means to an end they can, and learned that they can take it. Right, and I'm definitely in the latter section. But then also that crosses over. You know, then sometimes you become masochistic because of that association. It's a, you know, Pavlov. Some people like the person who doesn't really like it but likes taking it, and other people like the type of person who really gets off on it. Um, it sounds like you like the person who really gets off on it because you can go a little bit further with them. I do, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and like I said, I love the reaction, um, physical and verbal. Um, and then there are those that refuse to react, and I love that too because that's a reaction, you know, the... The absence is also, an, you know, the absence of action is an action. Yeah. And you can feel that also. It's very palpable also. So anything like that, I really, really get off on. And um, not so much flogging. Flogging is fun for me, but it's more exercise and, like, dancey, mm-hmm. you know, kind of. <laughs> but it's it doesn't, I don't think it really hurts people that much I can't well it probably does to someone who's who's not um, really into a lot of pain but it's it's a fun interaction but what's more sexy is whipping someone or caning someone or cropping someone um, because of the action of the implement um, the way it sounds and when it's going through the air and when it's connecting with them and then the reaction that their skin has and there's all these different subtle levels to it and then 
my reaction and then you know their reaction so mm -hmm. that's it, are there any things that really kind of surprised you that you really enjoy well, that's the nice thing about being me and being able to do what I do uh, you know because I am an explorer and a sexual explorer and uh, I do so much enjoy playing with people and I so I come into contact with a lot of people with a lot of different fetishes and with a lot of different experience levels and they share things with me and I I learn things you know from a lot of people and I get to do things like for example um, I found out that I really love burning people with cigarettes you know and I'm not a huge smoker but I do smoke you know a few here and there it's, um, and I, I do enjoy that and, and then I found out that you can that you can burn someone with incense and that it's it's even more intense and that you can make a really lovely design with mm -hmm, it. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that that are really amazing and very interesting uh, that are that are really fun and intriguing for me. When reading your when when reading your blog, it's very much it seems to be very much about uh, I get this very I read quite a few blogs, especially quite a few blogs of Dominant women. It just so happens, for some crazy reason, I have a vested interest in it. Um, when reading your blog, it definitely feels like there is a tone of control. There's a tone of. Uh, it, it feels like you are controlling the reader. Maybe it's because I'm just, you know, it's no, my nature. No, that's my goal. I love it. I right. like to try to do that. You know, I've got it in my RSS reader there, and I'll pop it up, and all of a sudden it says, Here's what you will do, you know, and it's very controlling. It's like, and and it's hard not to whimper while reading your blog. It's very. Is that is? Are you thinking about someone specific when you write? When you write, sometimes, or? sometimes I am. Yeah. Well, oftentimes it's. You know, I I've been accused of not being a traditional blogger or a the kind of blogger that. But you know, a blog is 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 has a definition to it, and it's supposed to have a certain kind of tone and I use it it's kind of masturbatory for me in a way I use it to entertain myself right. and so sometimes uh, I had this amazing experience that I have to write about because I can't sleep if I don't and so I write about it um, I mean I always want to write about something in a tone that's going to affect someone and I and and happen to know that I I'm good at you know it doing it you know doing it like that sometimes you know and I love the idea of someone reading it and sort of you know falling and even slightly into subspace I'm great I would love to think that you know yeah, and I that's why I wrote that one about masturbation because and it was it was very true you know that I and I and I love the idea of people masturbating just by reading some words and I didn't even put any pictures I don't think in that one just talking about masturbation but yeah sometimes it's it's based on real specific things like I wrote about the party in Vegas or I wrote about I've written about certain things that I've done you know going to the strip club or whatever and then sometimes it's just a little more philosophical and because I feel like being that way and that's what the mood you know that's my mood and right. it's more of an, a place of expression for me but I'm definitely very pointed about it because I like to be and I like to try and affect people that way. Well, you definitely do. But again, I hate I hate the fact that 
I guess it just sucks when you when you read someone who's never met you, or in our case, we've only just passed by each other every now and again, said right. hello, been friendly. It just sucks when someone's got your number and they, they've really never met you before. That's really just kind of... I mean, it sucks in the best possible way, but at the same time, it's just like, I wish I was more unique or something like that. I don't know. You're just like, oh, whatever. Suck it up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, you know, in, in this sort of tiny little subsection of the world. So, yeah, you have some things in common with some other people, you know, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again to Mistress Alex. And again, you can find the link to her blog, whether you like it or not, by going to mastercast.com and clicking on Mistress Alex. I really can't stress how much you should read that. Really, I can't stress it enough. So a couple things for this week. If you'd like to uh, feedback on whether or not uh, we should include advertising, mastercast.gmail.com. If you know of an advertiser, that same address and use the same address if you uh, would like to create your own theme song. And this could be, you know, maybe we could have theme song awards or something like that. I don't, I don't know what, maybe if I could get it, I'll get tote bags or t-shirts made up or something. I'm not sure, but thank you again for listening and we'll see you in a couple weeks.